you, but you're never gonna be me Look the other way, what I'm doing ain't easy Bloody hands stain from the people who deceive me Bloody hands break through the chains, go free me People like sheep move feet, hurt it easy You don't wanna be fast asleep when they see me Better stand tall, ready for a fight, believe me When they try the chains, you can say no, free me So he's been looking Oh, hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Geek Gauntlet Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. William D. Morgan. Have a panel with me tonight. Um, hopefully, we'll get um, Ambrose in here. He's our Twitter overlord. So hopefully, we'll get him in here soon. In the meanwhile, though, our special guest is here. He's going to get into everything he has going on. It is an honor. It is a privilege. I met this gentleman at AugustaCon a couple of weeks ago. We have fun. I'm going to get him up on the screen right now. My man, Jason Conley. Jason, how you doing tonight? What's going on, man? Nice right, to be man. here. How you doing? doing? great. What's up, William? All right. Living, man. Living. Living in life. Living the dream. Yeah. Ready to get some tea going on. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a lot man. of controversy. Let's get something started. Well, we're going to get some started. That's what we do here. We get all kinds of stuff started. Um, let me go ahead and say real quick to my girl Diamond, our resident video game streamer. She's graduating from school tonight. So shout out to you, Diamond. I wish you would have told me a little bit ahead of time. We could have came down and partied with you, but it's all good. Congratulations. When you graduate from school, that's one of the most important things you can do in your life. So shout out to you. Um, real quick, let me bring in my anime buddy. Let me bring in my girl, Janae. Janae, what's up? How's it going, William? Hey, Janae, what's up? Hey, Jason. Hey, how you doing, Janae? Doing good. Wow, you, well, you got your nice glow about yourself there. I like you. <laughs> it you. looks great. <laughs> Man. Time to get makeup ready, so it's no uh, you know what that natural look looks amazing. Keep it, yes. I love that. Yeah. Yes, trust me, she looks just like her avatar. I'm telling you that right now, <laughs> she looks just like her avatar. Well, all and right, last, and last but certainly not least, now this dude he don't look like his avatar at all. But let me bring my, <laughs> let me bring my good buddy Shaw up. Shaw, what's up? Sup, sup, how y'all doing, everybody? Hey, Shaw, all right, I need oh. to get me one of these, man. I'm the vain and narcissist one because I hardly use these things, but you know, you know, uh, I gotta show my face. I'm not the best looking dude, but I gotta show my face. <laughs> and oh, here he is our Twitter overlord. He is with Geek Go Geek News now, Twitter overlord, social media expert, my man Ambrose. Ambrose, what's up? Pleasure to meet you. Welcome, Jason. Hey, what's up, man? Right. Yes. Nice, oh, to man. Come on. nice avatar. I like that. I like your avatar too, man. <laughs> Looks good. Yeah, yours is animated. How'd you get that shit started, man? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man. Now, now, now let me go to Jason for a second. Now we were talking before the show, and Jason writes every pretty much everything that goes down from Fate 68 comics. And one of the things that me and Ambrose, I want to get your opinion on this, always talk about, um, and you're an actor as well, so you can really speak on this. So particularly to me, it doesn't matter how good your cast is, if the storyline is terrible, if the writing is terrible, the show won't go anywhere. 
Yeah, ain't that the truth? Uh, <laughs> I can we can sit there and name plenty of those off right now, but I I want to keep in like I said, keep working in the future, so I might end up on set one day with all these people. I mean, I'll, I'll 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 speak for you today. Um, perfect example. Indiana Jones Five went out at cons. You have a movie starring Harrison Ford and directed by James Mangold, who's mm-hmm. one, of the best, one of the best directors on the market. Not one reviewer said it was worth watching. Yeah. Not and no. they, and this this is the access media. These are the people that are supposed to get get the buzz going for the film. Yeah. The only problem with that, and I'll tell you, just because I'm, I was like, if there was a way for me to make really good money off just having useless knowledge, I would be a millionaire because I have useless knowledge about everything, and one of them is just like the movie stuff. <laughs> and growing up. If you look back, uh, Top Gun got a two-star rating from the media, okay, uh, when it was released. So you got to kind of – now, I'm going to go on board right now. I've seen the previews. I've seen some of the little sneak clips of the new Indiana Jones movie. It's a nostalgia grab. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a nostalgia grab. It may be entertaining, but to go in there with high expectations, uh, you're going to walk out very sad you spent 20 bucks. So go in there. See, I went, and y'all gonna eat my self. I mean, y'all gonna hate me for this, and probably anybody listening. Now, I like Batman, the original. All right, I do. But uh, are you talking about the when, Michael Keaton one? When I grew up, uh, at the age I am, which is twenty something right now, um, <laughs> when I was growing up, man, Batman was everywhere. A year before that thing got released. People were getting tattoos, T-shirts. I mean, it, you couldn't go anywhere. It was prints, everything. So you're like, oh, man, this is going to be the best thing in the world. And, you know? So I go, I walk down, and I'm like, this sucked. This was nothing that I thought it was going to be. Waterworld, biggest movie in the world. It's supposed to go there, you go, it sucked. So you got to go in with low expectations. So when you rewatch it and you bring down that thinking, like, this is going to be the best thing in the world, then you can enjoy it for what it is. So, yeah. like, it took me a couple times to enjoy that Batman, but I walked in there thinking, like, they spent $3 billion making this, and that was going to be the greatest thing ever. And I walked out thinking that was not what I spent a year seeing these shirts and crap and guys tattooing their bodies over for. I just That's just the way it is. I'm going to tell Indiana Jones what my high school Italian teacher told me. <laughs> you can't get disappointed if you don't expect anything. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Go in there and expect... Um, and nowadays, you got to really have something that blows my. Well, I don't anymore. But I was like, before I got into it, I was like, you really got to make me want to spend twenty bucks to go see it, or I can sit here and wait a month later and watch it for free. You know, real quick, real quick. Real, real quick I don't mean to interrupt you guys. Want to get in here? Get news now. How you doing? Thank you for being here with us tonight. <laughs> my girl Debbie's in the building. Debbie, what's up? How you doing? Oh man, oh man. And Debbie is uh Harrison Ford's side piece. Yes. <laughs> yes. Harrison Ford's side piece. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. And she admits it proudly. Proudly. Um, he's a little old now, but <laughs> <laughs> he's good on TV series, uh where he's the, the therapist. But uh, I'll just I'll, Hello. I'll just say one thing before we move on um, about the Indiana Jones, because you raised some really good points, Jason. But the last time I saw a movie at the Cannes Film Festival get universally panned this badly 
and this is not good company to have, was like in 1995 when Pamela Anderson unrolled barbed wire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that is the last time I've seen a movie just get universally slaughtered at K. You know what? I, it kind of almost does blow what I say. I kind of went in seeing that in the theaters, and, you know, I was six, 15, 16, so I didn't go there to see it for action, if you know what I mean. I Yippee! went there because. Yeah, I was like, I was too young to buy a Playboy at the time, so I was like, but you I can get into this know. movie. <laughs> so. You didn't know. It's like when yeah. Wonder Woman, it's like when Wonder Woman was bending down, picking up all those dudes. As a kid, mm-hmm. you didn't know. But then when you get yeah. older, oh, I watched God. it a month ago just because I wanted to say, you know what? Maybe it's better the second time, and I was wrong. I fell asleep again. So <laughs> I, I, was wrong. I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch Baywatch. I've never seen Baywatch. Yeah, I didn't, I just I didn't watch Baywatch because I wanted to be a lifeguard growing up. <laughs> <laughs> and that would have really let you down when you find out what this nothing like TV, man. Come on, I was a cop for twenty years. But I'll tell you, I became a cop, and I'm not lying. People think I'm kidding. I became a cop back in '95, and I did. And you know what made me want to be a cop? And you're gonna say you wanted to help him? No, I went and saw Bad Boys. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Am I allowed to swear? Yes. I shit you not. I saw Bad Boys and I applied to freaking Miami Day PD. That's how bad I wanted. Ended up in Myrtle Beach instead and spent a 20 year thing because I was like, these dudes, I know they're not real cops, but they made that shit look awesome. You know, and I did. did. I deliver pizzas for a living and I got to tell you, the adult. The adult film industry has been lying to us for years. <laughs> it is well, not. That, yeah, that old '80s movie with uh, what's his name um, that uh, did the one where he was the pizza delivery guy that ended up being like the male prostitute. Oh, yeah, I remember that movie. Okay, what's his I name? I can't remember the name of it, but I remember it. The, Dr. McDreamy or whatever his name is now these days. Or, uh, Y'all know who I'm talking about. He was in um, Grey's Anatomy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Patrick, Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. So, um, but my thing is, nothing is what it seems because, like Cat Williams said in one of his stand-up comics, you know, when people get shot in the movies, you know, you get all this music, the women come out or whatnot. You get shot for real, you don't get none of that. Oh no! It's like that scene in uh, Last Action Hero. You remember that movie with Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger, yeah. where the where the dude, uh, the villain, ends up in the real world, and like some dude gets shot, and he's like, "No sirens, <laughs> no music, no music," mm-hmm. and he's just walking around, just randomly killing people after that. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, nothing is what it seems. Nothing is what it seems. Look at Debbie. Look yeah. at Debbie. Come on now, Debbie. Come on up. Since 1975, you've been Harrison Forsyth. <laughs> Man. All right. Uh, but tell us, hey, Jason, let me go back to Jason. Tell us a little bit more about Fate 68 Comics. What are some of the characters? What are some of the stories that you're writing? Well, Fate 68 started when um, I started writing these. God, I'm so much in trouble if I keep saying this stuff. Um, <laughs> over 10 years ago, I was, uh, me and my wife now, every time we would drive somewhere or something or I couldn't sleep, I'd sit in bed and I would write movie scripts in my head because somewhere in the back of my mind, I loved creating stories. And I I used to own a comic book store since I was 
in the 90s. I, I've been a comic book fanatic uh, my whole life. So I was like, I want to write movies. I got stories outside. So I would create these characters, these ideas, um, drive down the road, going to Kentucky to where her family is. I wrote signs, take that, that word and that word and put them together and come up with a name and create a character out of that. And the uh, next thing you know, I'm like, you know what? I wrote these the scripts for this title called Dolls. And it was it's basically the Daughters of Lord Satan, which is very misleading because now I got my entire family think I'm going to hell when they don't even know what the story is. They did. I, my aunt called me crying. I can't believe you're out there. Going. I was like, you ain't read the story. Just The name's misleading, okay? It's, it's a good story. Just enjoy it. And she's like, well, what's about? And I said, well, all right, elevator pitch. The number one thing that's caused more murders, more war, more division than anything since the dawn of creation. What is it? The one thing that's supposed to bring people together has caused more problems in the world. The Holy Bible still is. People are divided out and they're supposed to bring it. I said, what if the devil wrote it to make you believe that God wrote it and he's doing exactly what he wants it to do? And she's like, why would you say that? And I said, well, why would something that God wrote to bring people together cause this much chaos? Unless it was the devil who's like master of life. So it's based around that premise. That's cool. So that's how it comes about. And the fourth issue just got finished up on Kickstarter, which is definitely going to need some forgiving on because God and uh, his wife and, then, and the affairs that go on in heaven that cause all this corruption is just, it's rough, but it's a good story. It's a good enough story. They actually wanted to do an animated series over it. That's what I like. That's awesome. But, that's we awesome. uh, that one we launched a year and a half ago. We're on four four issues of it. It hit number one every time, and if the top ten list with Marvel included, we beat Marvel six months in a row. Awesome. Which ain't hard to do these days, I hear. But still, yeah. to me, no, it's an accomplishment. It's an accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. No, to tell you the truth, it's people like you that are keeping Western comics alive because Marvel and DC checked out a long time ago. Yeah. And, uh, and being we, the guy from the 90s, those stories, you know, the independent companies, they kind of were coming into their own at that time. They were hungry. You got your your Lady Deaths. You had your Evil Ernie's. You had Image. Image was, I mean, that was new. But somewhere down the line, the money took over. And now, like I told you earlier in Behind Things, it's about boobs. As I, like, so I was telling them. I was like, I have boobs in my story, yes. But here's the deal. They play a part. They're not just going to walk around butt naked without a reason, okay? I was like, it literally helps you to describe the character, has a scene in this thing. It has, it's just not random. But I told him earlier, I was like, Dolls was the biggest launch that we had that people want to see for the fourth issue because they were emailing me. It got five stars. We'll see it. I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be our big one. I told him once we was lining up, I saw ours was doing good, and I looked over, and there was one called Boobs. Literally, the book was called Boobs. Beatness. I went, what the fuck? There's no story. It's boobs. And I said, I want to see in 20 years a slab copy of Boobs be worth a lot of money. I it is. I will eat my words. Stop making me laugh. I'm going to wake my wife because up and she'll yell at all of us. <laughs> That's what I mean. 
I have never seen a copy of something with boobs in it. Uh, and I'm not going to start naming naming people or companies <laughs> and stuff because they're still they're big name independents. But I understand you want to make money, but goddamn, write a story that has some merit to it. Like I took time, and the only reason I feel somewhat a little annoyed is because the time I spend away from my family, the time I spend on the road promoting the stuff and writing it and doing it. I put my heart and soul into it and to turn around to see somebody say, Hey, draw me Supergirl with a, a boob hanging out and let's slap it in a book and we make a hundred grand. I went and I just and I just won't go to that. I just I refuse to do you. that. I feel you because yeah. a lot of it because a lot of us anime fans suffer from that too. You know, we, yeah. we suffer from the fan service type of car. And don't get me wrong, I'll take um and Janine knows what I'm talking about. I'll take yeah. high school, I'll take high school DXD, for example. I love cool. that one. I ain't gonna lie. That actually had a good story. The story is good. Yes, but, it had a good story. But and I think that story, and I think that that story can actually survive without the With fan the last- service. Mm-hmm. I think it could, but because you have that fan service, a lot of times this story gets overlooked. Yeah. Well, see, I mean, that's why I'm not too, I'm not too problematic to say, you know what? Yeah, I get the covers to do what they got to do because they're nice. But I told you earlier, from here on out, every single new release that we do, whether it's on Kickstarter or on our website campaign, I give the direct edition free as a reader's copy to any with anything you buy, because I want you to read the story. Right. So now, if you buy you buy a $10 physical item, I'm going to send you the direct copy free no matter what. And you ain't got to pay for the extra shipping. Which brings me to the next thing. I'm going to do cheap plug. We're not doing Kickstarter for the next issue of our Adventures of J.P. Cummings book. It's going to be on our website, the triple W's, Fate68Comics with an X.com because we can, we did 50% off of the shipping, which means it's just five bucks shipping for whatever you buy with just a dollar extra for an additional book. And then um, we cut our cost of uh, printing down, which means now we can sell all the stuff a lot cheaper, mm-hmm. like real cheap. And now, like I said, give free copies away. So to support the next issue, which everybody's wanting, the one that's going to be the movie that we're working on, The Adventures of J.P. Cummings, that one's going to be on June 6th on our website, the launch. We've already got it up now. So if you go to the website, you can actually scroll through and see what we have to offer. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people that I have working for me outside of like Greg, Bo Watson, uh, they work, they're independent guys that never got a break, never got a chance. And none of the big people would give them one. And I brought them in. I take care of them. They take care of me and I pay them. That's, That's the awesome. thing. You pay them and they stay with you and you give them a chance. And they, they have been some of the best artists I have had ever seen in a long time. So if you go over there now and look at some of these covers, actually one of them, is an Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom homage cover with her on it that my guy that's drawing it did. So if you happen to go to the, our website and scroll down, you'll see right there on the front, the uh, one of the covers is a movie poster of it from Indiana Jones. And um, he did an amazing job. Are you available retail or do we have to go through your website? You can go through the website for anything right now. I've been trying to work on the retail end of it. Uh, I've had a couple of people in California with retail stores do it, but to be honest, I didn't know how fast this was going. This started with just me and one guy 
another artist uh, ten years, uh, a year and a half ago, and in a year and a half, it has now increased to six titles. I got seven artists that I have working for me, uh, two editors, a promoter, a marketinger, and this happened in a year and a half. So it's a little, and I'm still refused to. They keep wanting me to bring in other writers. And I'm still refusing to let that go because they're my stories, they're my kids, and until I can get comfortable with it, I'm not ready to let go of the control of the story because the stories is what's been selling it. Netflix didn't want what didn't wouldn't have uh, approached me to do a movie with the the adventures of J.P. Cummings if the story wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And the second issue is really good, but yeah, I just I'm very protective over that. So we got Dolls, which is our number one. That came out. We're up to four issues. We got the Adventures of J.P. Cummings, which is a Noor 1940 story that actually plays into the doll story. People are like, "How does that happen?" Well, you'll find out in this next issue. And it's only a two-part miniseries. Then we got Pumpkin, which we launched the first issue a month ago, and it really took off good. And that second one's coming out. Then we got one that's coming out. The main one, which kind of connects them all, is called Bender. It's a guy named Bender who's basically, I can't spoil anything, but he plays a big part. And then we got the uh, one called Living Dead Girl. Uh, Basically, she was uh, around during the biblical times and was the girlfriend of Jesus when he was here. But Jesus's brother, who was Beelzebub, the son of the devil, their stepbrothers also liked her, did not like the fact she didn't like him had Jesus crucified, hey, and killed her, but Jesus uses resurrection powers to bring her back. So now she's basically a female Lobo. She can't die, and but she can control the dead and bring them to bring them back to life to them whenever she wants to. Last zombies to fight for, her. and then when she's done with them, they go back. It's called so living. That it's called living dead girl. Yep. Thank Rob Zombie for that one. Oh yeah, you get you should get him to do a special cover or something. You can uh, you can that would be nice. <laughs> That's uh, I, I mean I I have uh, people that I know in the biz, but I don't have enough to know to say hey, give Rob you know. So who knows? Maybe one day he might see something like hey, I heard that. Either send me a cease and desist or hey, yeah, let me do a cover. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah. I will say though it is it, it is admirable that you that you hold on and and you and you resist the calls for more writing because you see it in the news all the time these people they create cartoons they create books and they get that check and they don't realize like that these these are their kids more or less and and once that once they get that check you have no control over how that company is going to raise your kid anymore and that's that's my exact reasoning mm-hmm. I do not I did one pinup book, one Halloween pinup book of all of the girls that I've created up to the date, like in Halloween costumes and some like etchy stuff and stuff. And I did that one. And you know how you get that like dirty feeling or something? I was like, I didn't like it. So that would be the only thing I'll ever do again. But I'm, that's why you won't see me just throwing random stuff into a book with no pun intended boobs everywhere. And <laughs> wondering like what the crap and plus everything that i write being that i was a cop i am now on the different side of it um i'm not trying to say that uh, i i I speak against law enforcement i have nothing against them but i do see the other side i see how 
I see the indifference. I see how they make it to be us against them. And I don't like that. That's a bad mentality. So I play a lot of that in these stories, a lot of racism, a lot of bigotry, a lot of the uh, homophobia stuff is in my books to just show the way other side of people live. So when you read it, no matter how you feel, you look at it, you're like, damn, man, that's that makes point. I understand why I shouldn't be acting like this or why I shouldn't be prejudiced against this guy. Now I see why I shouldn't be acting like that. Yeah. Is that how I look when I act like that? Damn. So I put that stuff in there through every book, like um, whether it's law enforcement or, or same sex marriages and stuff, they're all in the books and it doesn't matter if you agree with it or not. The problem is, is that if you want to have the right to say how you feel, then you've got to be able to allow the other person to have the right to say what they feel. Absolutely. You can't say, you can't want a freedom of speech, but expect only your speech be the only thing that's being allowed to be said. And and that's just not right. So totally agree. I speak for I, so being on this side now out of law enforcement. I respect what they do. But I also say, look, if it comes a point in time when you're out there, you got to stop treating people like they're in jail or incarcerated because they're free people and they expect you to take care of them. And you got to stop judging. Yeah. And that's my two cents worth. I'm going to get off that soapbox now because if not, I'll get into a pissy attitude about because I hate the way that stuff runs. So, so Yeah, we're all here to have a good time, man. We don't want you that's to... That's uh, why I put it in the books and let it go at that. <laughs> but it's not a book about... not want people to think, oh, man, I don't need to read no social... Play. It's not a social political book. It's in there for a quick second for you to play a part of the story. You're like, dang, that dude... You ever watch those movies and you're like, man, that dude's an asshole. I wish somebody would kill him. <laughs> That's why this book you read, like, man, this dude's an asshole. Flip the page, damn, they done killed him. So, you know, it's like, good. I'm glad some bitch dead. You know, one of my um, one of my favorite one of my favorite priests at my parish is uh, he's 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 a missionary from from Africa, I believe he's from Nigeria, and he was introduced to American cinema. And he's watching with all the, and he put it into his sermon, and he was like, and I'm watching these movies, and he's got the heavy African accent, <laughs> and he's like. And I say, why don't they just shoot him? And I'm like, <laughs> see, even the priest agrees. Some people just need to get caught. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta eliminate the problem. That's why we watch the TV all day. Like, exactly. shoot him already. Let's go. Exactly. He's going exactly. to kill you. Now, <laughs> now, do I so, hear? That's it. Now, do I hear the fandom of you actually being? Because I know, I know some people are, some people get into it late. Some people may get into it early. But it sounds to me you've grown up reading comics, watching anime, things like that. What are some of the things that you've watched and seen that sort of kind of influenced you to this? You want me to be honest with you? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, all, we all grew up uh, when we were younger, you know, Sneaking the Sports Illustrated stuff and like that, you know. So, oh, Ronnie's not on here right now. Ain't on here oh, right now. Okay, I can throw him under the bus. Ronald used to work for the Augusta comic book store where I used to go up and see all the time. He's the one that introduced me to anime by handing me a whole box set of La Blue Girl. Oh! <laughs> oh. Hey, you like this? Go take it home. I went, oh, okay. Yeah, all right. So that was my first anime. And then, um, Whoa. and th that look on your face says it all right there. <laughs> wow. 
for you for, for, for those, let me let me explain because that's how me and Jason are sort of kind of tied together is through Ronald because Ronald and myself we went to college together but even before then we met at the book exchange um on Gordon Highway here in Augusta Georgia um so we've been really good buddies and then I go up to Augusta's con Augusta I haven't seen Ronald in years and yeah. it's like very edge, front and center. It's like, oh man. So you get this, get this big hug going on. And then he introduces me to Jason. And Jason starts telling me about some of the stuff he's done as an actor. I said, oh man, I need to go ahead and see you get Jason on. Because, you know, we, we talk about some of the same stuff that he's been in. Um, and then he said, got them nights. I said, oh my goodness. We got to get this. Oh, uh, Lord. Why did, you mention, why did you mention that show? We got to get this man uh, on. Why did you mention that show? <laughs> <laughs> we got to get this man on here to talk about it. But um, but yeah, um, anime. Yeah, and- Ronald, he's he's the guy, man. He he's the one that uh, I just went away. And I like I went with you. I hadn't seen him in years, and I finally ran into him when I moved back to town. And like I said, just he think he's running for mayor. He can't take him anywhere. There's <laughs> stopping him everywhere. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a good guy. He's going to be running the table for me while I'm uh, over on the celebrity side at the Joe Fest. So he'll be there with my uh, wife helping her out. That be Ooh. I think we're right next to Greg though. So okay, okay. Now, <clears throat> Fate sixty eight comics. Who is your who is your most powerful character in that universe? Not introduced yet. Okay, okay. Well, okay. take it back. This person is introduced. But people don't know that person they're reading about is that person. Oh, oh I, got all the, I mean, each one that ends, it ends like a Netflix show. It is. You're like, I got to see what Netflix. You're like, dad, gum, I don't even know what's going on. And I get that a lot. People are like, man, when is the next one coming out? When is it? And I, if I had more, we're working on trying to get a deal with Diamond and or previews, something like that. Mm-hmm. But right now, they're just so astronomical. I'm trying to get them to distribute it because if I can get it into the, some of these retail stores and get it out there, the problem is, is that I've dimed back a lot of the adult content, content, although it's so hard to dime it back because it plays such, and when I say adult content, I'm not talking booze and sad. I'm talking adult content. You know, you know, you're talking about real life situations going on and it's like, I can't really pull it back to, yeah, I can't pull right. it back. Right. I can't, I can't, I, you know, I want, they're like it's like somebody saying hey you know you're going to get an x rating if you don't take out one more f word you know nice. you, and you're like i need an r rating to get into the store but it! if i do that it's going to ruin the story and stuff you know yeah that yeah. kind of deal and so i'm trying to figure a way because i like paul he'll, he'll carry my books but nobody's ordering them right now and like i said we've only been around for a year and a half and we've blown up this fast in a year and a half which is good it's just it's gotten a f- too far ahead of me trying to deal with the acting and then now i'm meeting it with this guy to make the jp movie and it's just gotten so far ahead of me that i just haven't found like the right person to come in and help me manage everything and if i could get that and get somebody to sit down and say okay i need somebody to get us into the stores i need somebody to do this because i'm i'm traveling all over the place like like i told you earlier I'm, i was in charleston in somerville today because when somebody needs my help you know, I do it but no matter who it is. I've never felt like I'm at a point where I can say I'm too busy to help this person because I'm 
I'm not beneath going to another comic book store in Somerville. This guy, Chris, he he wanted to, like I was saying, he wanted a special cover just for his store, and I've never done it before. But he chose he chose my book and my company and wanted it, and I didn't charge him nothing, and I made a special cover for him and a store name on it. And I told him, I said, you pay for the print cost and whatever the printing cost was, and I'll get them shipped to you. I'll come up there. We'll release them. I'll sit up there and sign them for anybody that comes in. He was like, what? I said, you don't owe me nothing. And I went up there and I did that and had a great time with him. And, you know, that's just sometimes you just got to. And I got to do those things. And I wanted to commend you for that, because a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people look at it, you know, it's for the almighty dollar. But at the mm -hmm. end of the day, you're putting your, you're getting your products out there. You're getting your products into the hands of the fans. And that's the most important thing because that leads to your residuals later on down the line. Not only that, you got to remember uh, every one of us right now, we've had somebody that we've really looked up to or really liked that was in some kind of business and been hurt when they're like, man, they just, they, they just push you away. Like, you know, I'm, I'm above you now. And that, and that hurts. So I try to keep that in my mind. It's like I've reached out to multiple people uh, now or in the past when I first started the company before I got into acting. And every one of them blew me off. Now it's like, hey, you still I'm like, go F yourself. I'm you sorry. You, you know, I have family that didn't want nothing to do with me in 30 years that are popping up all over the place on me now. I'm like, block block i'm like no i'm sorry love you but that's not what it's about so i don't want to ever be that person i don't ever want to be the one where it's like oh he thinks he's too good no i'm not too good but if you're my friend be my friend for who i am not because of what i can do because i ain't gonna do nothing for you <laughs> sorry and, and and you know you know what the shame is uh the industry used to be made up of a lot of people like you and that's what made the books worth reading. And somewhere in the last 15 years, I noped out of, I noped out of comics. I used to collect religiously. I noped out probably around 2013, 2014. Uh, it just got too complicated. The stories were no good anymore. And um, a lot of the writers now, it's like they don't write, like William said, piggybacking off what he said. They don't write for us. They write for them. Mm -hmm. And... And it comes off, and I. This is a complete speculation. I'm not saying anyone's anything or any of the other. I'm just speculating here. But it seems like when you read modern comics now, these people are all failed journalists. And the way they get their foot in the door now is is to write comics. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it's less about the art and less about the stories now, and it's more about them and pushing their message and getting their their stuff out there. So yes, it's, it's it's refreshing to see a guy like you come on the scene and 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 bring that old tradition of writing for the fans. <laughs> you know, I that ten dollars, that, 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 <laughs> that crazy, that crazy, that crazy idea. <laughs> that, you know that cra that crazy idea about like you know writing for the fans. And and they don't yeah. they, like Marvel and DC don't do that anymore. You know, I, well, they, they they cater is what it is. And, and if you notice, it's like it, it's it's been the way of the world forever. Is like whatever's hot for the moment, that's what they're going to jump on. Mm -hmm. And um, like I had like a 
my brother and I were real close. And when my brother came out, you know, like my, you know, my, my father and them, they were kind of like at first, like, but now they've embraced him, but I'm more offended for my brother than anybody else. I don't have to agree with what he does or how he does, but he's my brother. And I, I'm, I got his back to thick and thin, right. you know? And so we have talks and I'm like, you ever notice that every time they show these dadgum, these like either in the comics or in the books, it's like, why is it every time they have new medicine for people with HIV and stuff, they always got to put, why is it always got to be gay couples? Why has it got to be that? I was like, aren't you pissed off? They keep doing it. He's like, he goes, it's the way of the world. He goes, that's the way they are in comics. He goes, it's, they just, they, they pamper to what they think we want to see. Yeah. And he goes, and unfortunately they're, they're, they're doing it. They're overloading it. And I said, it's refreshing to hear somebody explain that to me. And he'd explained it to me in a way that made it understanding. And so now it's like easier to support him and easier to understand where he's coming from and know where the line is drawn because you can, you can do too much. And I think Marvel and DC sometimes want to keep everybody happy, but they, they go so far that they just say, they're pissing everybody off now. Right. It, it ain't just one side yeah. anymore. It's like, it was like, look, okay, hey, thank you for last month's issue, but goddamn, two months in a row, give it a break. Let's, let's, right. let's get some action. Let's, let's get that 80s and 90s story that we grew up. Let's find the super friends again. Where are we at? Come on, it's bring me something. Very, yeah, I was, um, it's very rare that you go back. One of my favorite comic book stores was back in the day, called, and I don't know if you guys remember, <clears throat> But it was a book called All Star Squadron. Yeah, I remember that. Jimmy Bell, Jesse Quick, um, uh, and and I I love that story. It was just a great story, old school story. Um, you also saw the first appearance of Amazing Man in that book. Um, he was named after the track star Will Everett from back in the day. And um, that, those were just great comics. Um, you can go back a little a little behind that. Web of Spider Man was great. Um, the I forgot about Web. Web was great. It was great, and it's like yeah. it, it just makes me upset because the old school worked. It worked, and now you have this stuff, and it just makes me angry because yeah. it's, it's not be really being supported, um, like it was back in the day. You can attest well, to that, Rose. The issue was is that you could get a web of Spider-Man, and when it ended, it would say continued in Spectacular Spider-Man. And so you would have the storyline, and you could follow. Now, I quit collecting because I see, I was like, Spider-Man number one. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Didn't Spider-Man number one come out again last month? Well, this is volume seven. I'm like, wait a minute. Time. Time. So the stories are everywhere, and none of them are interflowing, and it's just, it's very confusing, and then it just... You see now it's become about the almighty dollar. How much can we get out there? I mean, uh, and that's why my Fate 68 has the tagline, bringing back the 90s with a twist. It's like, you know, we're going to have one universe, one storyline, and we'll have multiple titles for that storyline. And you'll get to go and visit different aspects of it all in each issue. And each issue might end the next one for the next series will pick up. So that way it's not like they say, well, Dawes is only one storyline. And then when I get Pumpkin, that's a whole separate storyline. So I'm just going to buy Dawes because I can't afford it. No, when Dawes ends, it'll pick up in Pumpkin. 
So now right. you get pumpkin, pumpkin ends. You got to find out what happens over in this one. And so they all connect and it just connects in a way that really makes you, it gives you that shock factor of like, oh shit, didn't see that coming. And, and that's what made every one of us love comics back in the day was like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens next. Yep. Now it's yeah. like, oh man, I wonder when volume 10 of Spider-Man 1 is going to come out again. It's like, it it's like how many more are you going to do? And, and it uh, makes it easy for crossovers too. We can have everything uh -huh. connect right off the bat. And um, what, uh, I was joking around with my friend the other day because obviously, have we? Uh, um, I mean, obviously, everyone knows about Miss Marvel by now. It happened earlier in the week. They killed off Miss Marvel, and my buddy oh, was God. like, and 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 you know, it's like he's like, I'm like, the character was a dud. She's been canceled four times. No one watched the show. <laughs> Like the 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 comic, they keep trying to bring it back, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And I said, "Like, what's going on in Marvel's office? Like, is the writer coming in?" I mean, like, "Hey, uh, no one likes Miss Marvel. Should we retool it? Should we rewrite the story? Should we maybe fix a couple things?" And the I I just envision the editor sitting there like, "Have you tried shaming the reader and calling him a misogynist?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and some of these characters I don't get either because when you look, they try to hurt the ones. Ironheart is the main one. That's the one that just ticks me off. Ironheart is in Black Panther, so I think she's the greatest. <laughs> I, I, I I I will digress. I will digress. Uh, she's the greatest. You hear I that, Mickey? Now, now, let me move on. Let me move on. But, but I don't, I don't want to get my man in trouble. So let me move on. No, you know who the real greatest is Monica Rambeau. She got her power through walking through a wall of compliments. <laughs> I think she is a great actress, and I love her. She's awesome. And um, you know what, though, you can make an argument if you go back and look at it in the comics. You can make. Y'all just not going to get off this subject. Y'all gonna get me fired. <laughs> I'm just trying to say with Monica, you can at least make an argument. You can at least make an argument. She was the best one out of all of them because if you go back, the name it, itself was pretty badass to me. Yeah, Rambo. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but like that's like the worst origin story ever. How'd you get your superpowers? Like all these guys went through tragedies. Fred Castle's like my wife got killed by the mob. Peter Parker got bit by a radioactive spider. Hey, Monica, how'd you get your superpowers? A wall but complimented me. But at least, but, <laughs> but, but at least, but at least when she, um, but if you go back and look at her comic debut, you will at least see she led the, Aven she led the Avengers. She did. No, she point. is a good character. She, um, in print, she's, in print. she's, she's a much a better character in print. And I can't wait for her to see, I can't, she's the one reason why I think the, I want to see the Marvels is because of her. Because I want to see how they, do, how they make her out to be with her power set. Um, and how she gets along with the other two. I want to see some character development out of her because we really didn't see that in WandaVision because she wasn't she wasn't Ms. Marvel yet. So, well, I mean, honestly, uh, it's not going to be that hard to be the favorite. <laughs> I mean, she's she's opposite Brie Larson. I think that's an automatic yeah. win. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to get I don't want to get my man I don't want to get my man in trouble so I'm gonna <laughs> roll back I'm gonna roll it back do you do you watch any of the current stuff Jason um, um like, like the flash 
I stopped on the flash when every single one of them helped that the world was ending. <laughs> I, I, I told him season four. <laughs> started watching it like I did Arrow really passionately. And then like after the first, it was like Supergirl. I was like, how many times can the the world come to an end or a new flash evil flash like yeah. okay Don't uh, worry, so no i got that. tired of it yeah <laughs> this last it was something that it, it was one of those shows that everybody has this show it became a show that you were so invested in that you but you couldn't stand it anymore that you would put on when you were either cleaning house cooking or putting something on just that just so you could uh, just just so i know what's going on off here uh, that's about it well yeah. white noise it became yeah, that's about it it became like uh, I have a three-year-old, and one of her favorite shows is Doc McStuffins, <laughs> and and The Flash became like that. Like every time she puts Doc McStuffins on, it's like, let me guess, a toy's broken, and she's gonna <laughs> fix it. Exactly. <laughs> that um, what else we got? Seen her do actual surgery. That was, crazy. <laughs> it was basically open heart surgery on a doll. <laughs> Now I'm going to go out and I'm going to tell you what I do like because a it's a little bit more serious. The way they filmed it is um, Superman and Lois. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, I, like I, I, I just need a little more Superman. That's my only issue. Yeah. Yeah. And I really liked it, and I still do. I get frustrated that they don't. We, they play two, take two weeks off. Then one week, I'm like, come on, man. What yeah. end of the days are just back yeah. to back weeks, man? Let's go. So, Let's go. I like it. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, I am, all right, fine. The shark a long time ago. I was glad that's over with. I'm gonna have to watch Superman and Lois now because everybody keeps saying it's good. I've been mad about how Superman's been treated in the media, so I just He's a gave up on it. Superman fan, just to let you know. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, I've, I've been mad, so I just didn't even bother with Superman and Lois. But if everybody, everybody seems to like it, so I guess I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll the worst thing that happens is I'm gonna I don't give watch you some. Uh, I'm gonna give you some uh, old man advice here. <laughs> I. If there's something that makes you that you like and you enjoy and gives you a good feeling, the hell with what's going on with what somebody says. It's like, remember when all that crap with Michael Jackson was going on and people were boycotting him or this? I'm like, I don't give a hell what crap what the man does or doesn't do. I like the song. I want to hear the song. If people are bitching about Superman, he's this. Or that, I don't give a shit. I like it and it makes me feel like a kid. I'm going to watch it. Do that because you ain't going to get to live two lives. You get one life. Enjoy it while you can. And just put all that bullshit that people say about you. Because it took me therapy and years for people saying, you ain't going to get this. To say, I, I don't give a fuck. This and is what I like. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And look at you now. That's like Jason like me when I'm Until I get off of this and they say, what the hell's wrong with that dude? And then I see on my campaign just go. <laughs> No, you're, you're like me when I'm clocked in because I, I drive for a living. I deliver pizzas and uh, I'll jam out to music. I had four tops rolling today. Windows down, blasting out. These kids were looking at me laughing. I was like, okay, I ain't never going to see you again. I'm going to dance all I want to four tops in my car. I got you beat. I still got Millie Vanilli CD on mine. Wow. That's good wow. music. I don't care who's singing it. It sounds great. I don't care. You the Millie Vanilli. Can I, yes. use that? Can I use that for a short? Oh, my God. Knock it up. 
<laughs> I mean, that's just those things. People are like, why are you doing that? Why are you listening to that? Why are you that? Because I can and I want to. I go home to myself, my wife, not your house where you live. I live exactly. in myself. Exactly. Then you get, it's hard not to do. I take stuff personally. When I see things going on and I don't see like my book getting out there as much as because that's my kid. And those are my kids that I, I work hard on. When I see I can't get into stores or retails, I mean, yeah, I get butt hurt. I get hurt. Oh, that, speaking of which, you want to get into acting. Um, I'm in five episodes because I'm in Stranger Things season four. Mm. Um, I asked them to help hide my face in that because they, they killed me in season four. And I was so mm. mad because best acting experience I ever had was working with Millie and um, uh uh, Matt, uh, Modine, all them, great to sit there with a, a true legend like um, Matthew Modine, where from um, Full Metal Jacket and quote Full Metal Jacket lines from this guy. As soon as I, I did, I was like, hey, I'm done. I can go home as happy as I was like, who can say yeah. they sat with a legend like this and actually quoted the line and he quoted it back and say, holy shit, did that just happen? Yeah. I'll start. So, and then. I work in mill. I, whatever anybody you think, you know how people say, "Oh, she's not really this nice." Like that, Mills is probably the nicest person you've ever met. Wow. How you see her in on media and social media mm. is how she is in real life. Wow, kind, nice, talks to. She talked to every other person there, uh, no matter who they were. She gave me her pillow. Um, we had a whole scene together where I was laying on this concrete for an hour. She was just standing there, right above me. And I felt where we had COVID masks. It was right in the middle of COVID. And I was just kind of, I didn't, this was when she was in her gown for the hospital and when they were in the red room. And I was sitting there, I kept looking up and I was like, man. And I looked, she just kept looking down and I'm like, okay, now you're making it weird. Like, and I just kept, I just went <laughs> like that to her, waved, and she just walked away. And I went, well, screw you too then. Like that kind of had to. She comes back with her personal pillow with this silk pillowcase on it. Picks my head up, sticks my head underneath this, puts my head on it. I went, wow. Wow. That was awesome. And then her agent came and literally ripped it out from under my head, said, no, nope, COVID. <laughs> I went, <laughs> and I was like, well, thank you anyway. But yes, yeah. uh, if anybody has any negative things to say about her, I will go to bat and tell you right now, she is exactly who she is that you see her on social media. That's how she is in person. Because She's a great person. All in work. And so I basically said, can I come back for season five? And the death of brothers up. And they said, ah, you're dead, man. I went, but do I have to be? They're like, hey, ah. hey, in this world, in this world, you, you, just because you die, hey. Well, know, that's what I was thinking. Up. But so they go, you do up. know, there's like, I got some stuff on the wall that you can see it over there when my super phone, but that's my uh, props and stuff from my stranger things in the middle. Mm -hmm. where my face is completely covered in blood because um, I got thrown through the ceiling and brought back down and through the wall and knocked. I go, you're, you're dead, bro. You, I mean, your head don't, you're dead. Mm -hmm. I'm like, really? I have to, yeah. Really? So they ended up, I was wanting this was season five and um, they're like, well, all right. So I got them to cover my face on a lot of the shots. So you don't really see me. So like when she sends the, three dudes that grab her from behind. She's trying to escape and she uses her power and they knocks these dudes and see them down. You know, I, you'll see me grab from behind. They got where my hat can cover my face or you'll see me laying somewhere. They blurred me out. I'm like, like, are you really? I was like, 
I don't care if I'm not sane or not. Yeah. I just want to come back. You just want to come okay. back past. Yeah. Can I, uh, can I ask you a question so, about your experience? That's awesome. Yeah. Um, one, well, let me start with the preamble. One thing that, that fascinates me in the acting world is when a brilliant comedic actor can turn in a serious role like Rodney Dangerfield in uh, Natural Born Killers, so on and so forth. Um, and one guy who I think is criminally underrated as an actor is Paul Reiser, ever since mm -hmm. Aliens. And I just wanted to know, since you've been on the set, have you he met Paul Reiser? When I was. Oh, I, he was. My scenes were all in the rainbow with Mills um, and um, Matthew Mo or, yeah, Modine, because, um, and I think uh, all the little kids were, yeah, God knows all the little kids were there. Oh my God, all the little kids were there. Yeah, all the other ones were there. So all my scenes were in that area, and uh, we spent a week doing that. But uh, I didn't get a chance to meet them, so I'm hoping things will be different in the next season. Um, so I did all that, but where was I going with that? We're talking about strange things and me cutting I it out. I derailed you with my admiration of Paul Reiser. That is my thought. Uh, yeah, no, but it's a good thing going here. We were talking. I said something about why uh, I didn't want to. They kept hiding your face. Uh, you kept. You just you wanted to be on set. You kept. You want to come back for season five. Season five. Yeah. yeah. And then they oh, found. No. And then they said, "Are you sure you want to do it?" And you were like, "I don't care about being seen. I just want to be on set." Yeah, that's, I did that's, that. where, you, I think that's I where you left off. Yeah, uh, I was trying to. Visit. Yeah, well. I, I did all that, and that's where I started really, like, using a lot of the stuff, because um, COVID actually is how I got the parts. My first, I wasn't planning on being an actor uh, at all. My wife did it for me. When I retired from law enforcement, and uh, I retired, uh, I had a bunch oh, of crap that I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm done. That's all so, doing itself that your wife got you in. Well, she said she knows I'm a Halloween fanatic. Michael Myers through and through. Love him. So they were reshooting the Halloween movies back in 2018. And she saw a thing where they were looking for just extras. And she thought she would surprise me. It was around my birthday and signed me up to be an extra. So she said, hey, I signed up me an extra. I was like, oh, my God, absolutely. I, maybe I can swipe me a mask or two on there. I was like, shoot, hell yeah. So I go there and I accept it. I guess I show up. I'm looking around. I'm like, they cast me as a, a police officer. Go figure. I'm looking around trying to find, you know, like Jamie Lee Curtis. And I'm looking for where they keep like the, the Michael Myers mask. Cause I'm like, one of them's about to end up missing and some shit and something. And, um, they, I said, where's it? And the other people there are like, uh, she's not here. Where? I was like, well, where's it? It's like, where do you think you at? And I was like, this is how we move in. They're like, no, that's already rat. I was like, where am I? They're like, this is the set of Mr. Mercedes. I went, what? The Stephen King TV series, Mr. Mercedes. I went, never heard of it. I accepted the one for Mr. Mercedes and I, I missed the Halloween. I was like, what the heck? So it's a TV series with um, one of the guys that was in the Avengers. Uh, you know the bald black guy that was in, uh, like the, that ended up being the bad guy that worked for Shield, but ended up being the bad guy, the guy, the guy. He's in this, and he was the only one I recognized. Okay. So, um, but I was literally a guy on the side of the road that you won't even see me. I think you see the back of my head. Well, shortly after that, 
we got hit with COVID. Nobody wanted to work. Uh, the casting agency said, hey, listen, they're running hard on getting some supporting actors. And I know you really don't have things. And, you know, they're like, do you have experience in acting? And I said, and I, this is what kind of warmed my tone. I was like, well, I was a cop for 20 years and uh, I had to make people believe they weren't going to jail if they literally gave me the dope right now. So I guess I'm pretty good at at acting and they went ha, ha, you're in i was like that okay that was it yeah awesome you go. <laughs> you I, go. Got a, I got a call they said i need a supporting role for stranger things and i love stranger things i was like oh heck yeah not kidding when i say five minutes it's not an exaggeration five minutes later i get a text from another casting agency that said um we need a lead role for the swat team for spider-man 3. The one when um, Aunt May dies and then that big, the head SWAT guy comes in and clears everything. They wanted me to be that part. And I was like, oh, and they shot at the same time. And I was like, oh man, and I was like, Jamie, I don't know what to do. And I was like, she goes, do you want to do Spider-Man? Or do you want to go? I was like, I don't know. I like Stranger Things, man. I might want to do that. So I went and did that. And uh, I can't say if I regret it because I had a great time, but I did see what I was going to be with Spider-Man 3, and I'm kind of like, damn, that was a good role. Yeah. So, and um, so yeah. then that went good enough that uh, they asked me to do uh, Class of 09. Has anybody ever heard of that? Some new FBI show? I've heard yeah. of it. I've never seen it. I have any. I'm actually in it somewhere. I don't even know. Uh, uh, they asked me, it's like, look, Class of 09 is hurting real bad for uh, an extra person. And I'm like, well, now you're asking me to go backwards. And they go, well, look, if you do this for us, we might be able to work something. And I was like, all right. So I show up there and I go to Class of 09 and I'm sitting there and it lasted one day of it. And I'm like, okay, I, I'm, I'm not going back to this. And then they said, okay, hey, Wakanda forever. Um, we need someone that is going to take the place and be Julie Louise Dreyfus' character Val. We need someone to be her new FBI partner. And this would be something that would, is more than likely going to roll into Thunderbolts, yada, yada. And I was like, oh, okay. And so, so is it like a speaking role? I was like, because I need this sad card. And they're like, well, I said, well, let's go through step one first. Let's get you're in you know non-disclosure let's get all that mess done so i go through all that and i get up there and we did and i i was i was cast with introducing her to the movie but i was with her the whole time so i got to spend like the whole eight hours a day in this lexus with her just we were going over lines and i was just doing my best as many times as i've been around all these people you still kind of sit there like just you don't want to say the wrong thing like you don't want to look over at it. You're the only two in the car. And you're like, so Seinfeld. It's like, how many times she heard that? Right. You know, ah, <laughs> yada, yada. Gotcha. Okay. She's like, okay, you're done. So, and it, and it doesn't do well. This is my story. Why people was like said I got cut, but we did the whole scene. We had this huge comedic thing that we did between each other. And I was her FBI partner. And then if you've seen the movie, you know everybody's dying in that movie. Mm -hmm. So it had a very different tone to it. But they released a big link thing about it because when we went to the premiere and stuff and we're like, that's when you find out they cut a lot of your scenes. You're like, what? What? 
just happen. And you know, like even like she says, it's like they yeah, just it just happens. So I'm like, yeah, but you know, job what happens? And and I go back to the insulting the director. I'll tell you about that. So I ended up um, it it got cut, but it was fine because it's it leads into these other roles, which is great for me. But it doesn't help when people you have to literally say, well, who are you? You have to like Google your own name and say this guy right here. I'm just me. I swear to God, you know, it's kind of embarrassing. But my comics are my passion. People are always like, you know, you should do them. I was like, no, my comics. I was like, that's what I like. But it ended up being fun. We had a great time and it was all on Tyler Perry Studios. And I think if I did some. Oh, then Gotham Knights came along and I'll tell you about that in a second because I'm not worried about that coming back for next season. Um, uh, I show up and we're getting in wardrobe and stuff and they're getting me with her and we're standing around and they call us the set and I just got through. We had these trays of food for breakfast and we were eating and I had ketchup. I had shoved in my outfit they gave me in my pockets and then there was these tight ass pants for some reason and i was like oh man this is I'm not try- i'm sorry up. i'm trying to keep up are you talking about black panther you're back on yeah, the set of black panther? okay yeah I this is a- why my, i'm talking about why my theory of why they cut the scenes they put out because okay. it was too funny i'm gonna tell you why i think they did for real so <laughs> god i hope they don't watch this um so <laughs> I'm eating food and I'm standing there with a group of guys. There's, and I'm looking for the trash can because they're calling for me to be on set. And I'm like, there's no trash can. And I got these ketchup packets. I'm like, I can't take them in. I don't want to throw them on the ground. Well, one of the guys, you know, had ripped his top off of his breakfast tray and stuck it under this thing and was eating. And I'm like, hey, hey, bud, listen, bro, can I put these underneath your, in the top of your tray there's no trash can i was like knowing me i'll end up smashing this into my uniform and he's sitting there eating his food and i'm shoving my ketchup in my trash in his tray as he's eating it and he stops and he looks at me and he goes yeah yeah go ahead like really and i was like it's like you know you're that's like i guess it was a pa i guess and he does it and and i said yeah my luck i'll end up saying goes yeah i probably would have that luck too fast forward I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there waiting and we're in the car and I'm with Julie and we're sitting there talking and I said, oh, hey, by the way, where's the director? She goes, oh, the guy right there with the cap on backwards. I went, oh, shit. Oh, She's like, what? Man. And I told her, I said, I just stuck my trash in his face. I told her the story. She, she goes, oh, my God, you're so getting cut. <laughs> and I went, really? She's like, oh, no, he's a great guy. He told it. And then sure enough, I'm like, ah. Man. I was like, I know, I know. That was the. I was like, she goes, you did what? I was like, yeah, I didn't know it was him. I mean, I mean, you know the director's names, but you know this dude. He's like the coolest guy in the world. He's like a a dude that rides a skateboard with his hats on backwards. He's just normal. He you you wouldn't be able to tell him out of the crowd from anybody. Right. And he just looked like one of the cool dudes that you're hanging out with. And it's just like, Hey man, I, I know I'll screw this up. And, and he just had, I should have known from the moment when he looked at me, like he kind of had to stop of like, do you not know who you just gave the trash to? I'm eating here, bro. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I do now. 
I mean, not, I feel you on that though, because you expect the directors to be in their ivory towers. You don't expect them to be oh, eating lunch. Yeah, you don't not expect them to be eating yeah. lunch for the common folk. This dude yeah. was doing push-ups with everybody. He was doing, uh, you know, jumping off the sides of the wall. It was just, he, it was like a skate park with this guy. He was the coolest dude in the world, man. He's awesome. So, but that, that's what happened with that. And then got the nights. I don't know. What do you want to know about that shit? I want to. <laughs> I I have. I actually have some questions. Um, no, the, it probably won't be back next year. I, I, I I'm very I'm very happy for you to say that one and two in the fight scenes. How in the fight scenes do the people fighting defy all physics and logic? Like, There's a lot of ropes. I can tell you that. I got video footage that I hid. Oh man, I can't say this either. Shit. I like, I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm watching the first episode, and like one where the the kid does the little trick where he takes the mop and he and he mops the camera. It's like, but they already saw your face. Yeah. Like, you know, what are you doing? And then they fight, and I'm, I'm literally watching people like get punched in the face, and then magically end up behind the person that just punched them. Yo, man, I watched WWE. To me, that shit's real, too, okay? <laughs> I went to SmackDown last night, all right? <laughs> I can't explain that. I don't have enough leg to stand on. I was rooting for Roman Reigns, okay? <laughs> shit. Uh, so. uh, honeycomb is still my favorite cereal. Yeah? <laughs> uh, oh, really? Because I get up and I eat my... Uh, um, Cocoa Pebbles every morning. There you go. Gotham Knights, I'll be honest with you. I, I I was excited at first and then I got there and it just there's just one it was just one bad thing after another. Um I was the the lead and the SWAT team. Um and I what made it like sour in the beginning is like I get cast and I'm doing this lead thing and I had to send in a whole, uh, like a test shot I had to do for it. And then I get there and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I mean, I'm gonna be right on front and leading the tap. And they go, okay, let's put, let's put masks on everybody. And we not what? And they hooded us up and I'm like, well, that sucks. All right, so, but I thought, you know what, whatever. It's a, it's a, it's an ongoing role. Maybe one day I'll have my mask off or something. If not, who cares? So we raid I mean, the Bat Cave the first night, which was cool. I mean, we raid the Bat Cave. Uh, you know, the SWAT's coming in, and you hear the guys like clear and stuff like that. And then mm -hmm. I acknowledge uh, uh, Two Face or whatever Harvey Dent when he says "bag and tag on." I'm, I'm like, "Yes, sir." Just and then there's another scene. I don't think it's out yet, where just me and four guys are are in the mausoleum where they shot Creed Three, by the way. All that oh, mausoleum wow. stuff where they did that, where the Court of Owls has their little party and stuff is in the mausoleum in, in Atlanta where they shot Creed 3. Oh, wow. And uh, it was beautiful. I got a bunch of pictures of that. And we did a, like two or three raids in there with uh, all the kids of the Gotham Knights are in there. They're jumping around like hardcore shit everywhere. They had to stop people in there doing it. But uh, we did that and I stuck my camera like right on my vest in there and just kind of hit it and you'll see like one of me literally as the yell action you'll see the whole thing going doing it i just and i put it up on my instagram account figuring he's like what, what are you gonna do tell me i can't right, come back right. i told you i quit <laughs> so yeah 
Um, but, can I can I ask a question about Gotham Knights? Yeah. What information does the CW have on Misha Collins? Because he's way too good for that show. Like, did they? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, Supernatural was. I didn't know who it was. I'll be honest with you. The only person I know from Supernatural is uh, Jensen Ackles, and that's only because he was on Smallville. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yeah. I, uh, I didn't know any of those people. And when I said that, when I first got there, I was just kind of like in awe. I mean, I that I got to keep one of the little the, the Gotham City Police badges I got somewhere around here. It was kind of cool. And um, they were just there were some rude assistants there, and they were talking down to some of those extras. And 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 what made me mad was like extras being like an extra for it's like i tell you everything i used to be the guy that people ignore stuff like you know so i'll never be that guy but that being the first thing i ever did was an extra that's a hard job and you can't do a movie or tv show without these extras if all of them say screw you we leave then guess what you ain't got no show so to treat them in a way that makes them feel like they're you know you leave i'll get somebody else it, it irritated me. Let's just put it that way. It's because it's like, that's not right. So I hung out with them most of all. And I even try to s- just be cool and stuff. Because like, you know, hey. And then they just, I didn't like it. And I think I was supposed to be back for another one. And I said, I'm I'm not coming back. And they said, but you guys said, no, I don't. I, I said, you put a hood over me. Stick another dude my size with a hood over I'm done. Understood. And I just left. Understood. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to deal with this. Understood. That's all I got to say. It's like, and it's it's not like you know I don't have an acting career. I do, but like I said, my passion is my stories, my comics. You know, if I never act again, or if they call me and say I heard your interview, you're fucked, and I'll be like, you know what? That's fine. I got my comic books. As long yeah. as nobody says you know screw you and your comic books. Or the guy who wrote boobs goes, I'm going to take fate down. He talked about my boobs. So, whatever. <laughs> but, hey, more time too. <laughs> Anybody else got any questions from Jason before we let him roll off for the night? Janae, Shaw? Would you ever, um, or have you ever gotten any voice acting roles like sent your way? Like yeah, and, and yeah, that was, that was the whole, um, black panther thing that got cut mm. yeah it's uh it's not easy to get boy but the cool thing is is that i've had independent companies wanting me to do be leading roles in some movies that i'm actually going to start doing um and plus i'll be doing some of the roles in the movies that i'm producing now because mm-hmm. i got another guy we're about to start the a production company through fate 68. So you'll be seeing a lot of Fate 68 stuff roll out, and hopefully, if everything keeps going well, you'll see it on Netflix here soon. So um, don't sleep on the books, people. These things are coming out. I'm yeah. telling you, you may not yeah. like Fate. What? Google oh, Fate 68. I uh, honestly, I will be honest and say I I did that while we were in this interview, and my interest is peaked. And um, if you're doing movies and cartoons and what, where will we, are we going to be able to find it on Netflix or what's your platform going to be? My fingers crossed that yes, Netflix, but either way, here's the thing, whether anybody picked up my stuff or not, mm-hmm. uh, like I was telling you early, you got one life, not two. I'm going to put it out, whether it's by myself or somebody else does it, it's going to yeah. be out there because I'm not going to look back one day and say, yeah, I wish I'd have done that. 
I'm just going to do it. And if it works, it works. But don't, don't, I can, I'm never going to have doubts and say to myself, I wonder if it would have worked. So yes, without a shadow of a doubt, you will see it in one shape, form or fashion. May not be, it, it, it's very strong with Netflix. I mean, cause I'm already in with them. I've already talked, you know, I'm there all the time and they, they're always looking for new stuff anyway. And if you got the capability to do it, they will, they will do it. And since the book took off and everybody liked it, then yeah. Uh, if not, if something goes south, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to be doing it. I'm going to do my own casting. And uh, I'm once we get the Fate 68 headquarters up here sometime by the end of this year, we'll have a whole headquarters built with for Fate 68 stuff where we'll do the productions, the, the books, the writings and everything and all that in one spot. So when I say we grew fast, we grew fast. And it's just a matter of the thing and before i leave the last thing i want to say is that when somebody tells me that i can't do something that's why i do it can i hate to be told can, can, can your boy get an audition for, to be a bad guy can i get an audition to be the bad guy right, man listen i'm a man that's of opportunity nobody ever gave me a shot I, the shots i got i made myself so if anybody ever wanted a shot to be an artist wanted to write something yeah i will let you do it you know um, i will if, if William gets to be a bad guy, could I be the bad guy's wise ass sidekick that gets a bullet to the head? <laughs> all, hey, I know people say all the time, hey, yeah, sure, but I'm one of those guys that you may, you, you might get, hey, you still want to be that bad guy? I need somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I hey, still be that guy. Down, my, my mom always told me I have a very punchable face. Put me, <laughs> put, put me in a series. Well, you know, we'll find out. But go. like I said, you got to make you. Hey, no, no pun intended. Well, pun intended. You got to make your own fate, man. And I, I got tired of waiting around for somebody to do it for me. And from parents to family members to friends, saying, my mom now told me, he's like, why can't you just get a job like at Home Depot or something? I'm like, because I don't want to live my only life. I got nothing against people at Home Depot working at Home Depot. I, I have things I want to do. Uh, Everybody's yeah. got a place on the bus. Some people are happy doing that. That's great. We need people to do it. But I'm not the one to be sitting on that bus in that seat. That's not my seat. So well, when you told me I couldn't do it, guess what? I'm going to go do it. Well, before Somebody told go, me you'll never make a million dollars in selling comic books. Well, guess what? I haven't, but I ain't going to stop till I do. Exactly. It's just, that's what you got to do. Keep it and you just got to be nice to people, man. Yep. Be humble. Well, before you go, I, I will say I'm a very blunt person, and it's been a pleasure talking to you. And I've, I've learned a lot, and um, this has been one of my favorite episodes I've done. So thank you so much. Oh, man, no, I that means a lot because I, usually people will get a hold of my, my manager and they ask him to do it. And he's always like, what is your limits? Because the guy, he's... Yeah, they, they, he has led off with like, have y'all ever heard Howard Stern? And like, well, oh God, yeah, okay, well, <laughs> many hours. He does not know what he is. I have a filter, and I don't, because the moment you apologize for something that you yeah. say, you're done. Oh yeah, so, oh yeah, oh yeah. Once you say, so you if somebody asked me if I said it, I did. Do you feel bad? Maybe I don't know. It depends oh. on the moment I was in. Right, right. <laughs> I, I'm not going to apologize just to get you to like me. You either like me or you don't. Exactly. Are we related? 
Live your life for yourself and for what you want to do as long as you don't hurt other people, but don't try to live your life to make other people like you. That's all I can I like say. That. I like that. Jason, where can we find you on social media, my friend? Uh, I'm uh, I've got a uh, an acting one under Mr. Jason Conley, but I don't always run it. They usually do that. That's why you'll see. Uh, do me a favor, guys. Follow me on my acting one for Mr. It's so sad that I don't run it and my, my manager doesn't. I got 64 people following me. That's oh, wow. <laughs> on your, on your on my acting one? Yeah, on the one that I have all this stuff for my actings and the videos for uh, Gotham Knights and all that stuff is up there. Anytime I do movies, he'll post some stuff. And I'm like, you know, but... The 64 files, I'm like, are you posting it? What's going on? I can't run both things here. So 64 files is, that's so sad. <laughs> but the Fate 68 is one that I like to pay attention to. And it's always Fate 68 comics with an X on Instagram or Twitter, which I, that one, Facebook, same thing. Jason Conley on the X side, Fate 68 on the other side. And um, you can follow me on any of those, but go to the website and subscribe. You'll get a newsletter and an update on every new thing we're launching. That's the best place to find anything that has to do with our books. And uh, all you guys got to do, if y'all looking for something, you want to read something, hit me up on an email personally and just tell me who you are like you did. You know, Wim, mm -hmm. I'll shoot you some digital copies and let y'all read it. Because like I said, I want these guys to read these books and I want everybody yeah. to enjoy them. And get a product out there. Let people see it. Let people enjoy yeah. it and follow from there. I understand. I'm yeah, and like I said, you'll get to see some boobs in the book, but they're not just <laughs> random crazy boobs. Ooh, you can just see Mel Butt too. Hey, maybe you want Mel. There's Mel Button in the new one. But, uh, <laughs> you know, not mine, but somebody's <laughs> Mel Butt's in that. <laughs> no, no. What about feet pics, bro? Uh, well, <laughs> this, that, this fourth issue takes place in heaven, so every we're angel is nude. Man. So. Yeah. We didn't even go didn't there, have man. many clothes in heaven. We ain't even going there. Come on, dude. <laughs> anyway. You have six followers now. I um, my, my art account and my, my main account. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's and, weird you say that, man. People are like, uh, oh, ain't nobody gonna say, man, I'm a butt guy or I'm a breast guy. But as soon as you say, I like feet, they're like, dude, what's wrong with you, man? <laughs> 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 you know, it's like the worst, the, the, the least effective thing is feet, but that sitting thing. But I, don't know, I like your boobs and your butt, but you say feet. Whoa, whoa, dude, come on. Anytime I meet someone that says that, I'm like, how did you even get your eyes to go that far down? Hey, three T's. <laughs> My wife knows the three, and I think any of you that are fans will know where this came from. I have a three T thing teeth, toes. Tattoo deals. I'm not a big fan of tattoos, but I got them. But always look at the feet and the toes. That's how you determine if that girl's going to be somebody that you want to stick around with. Okay. Boomerang. Okay. Boomerang. Eddie I Murphy. Remember, I remember Boomerang. <laughs> I, I remember that movie. Told you, useless knowledge. I remember that movie. That's how I got yeah. my wife. I looked at her toes and I went, okay, okay. Right <laughs> <laughs> we can fix boobs, but toes, you know, you got nothing. They are what they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jason, I want to say thank you so much for joining us. Um, I do well, appreciate it, man. I have a one too, so. Next time, next time, we got to get Ronald on here. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Just God, be prepared. I don't get a word in when Ronald talks, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my goodness, Jason! Thank you so much. We do appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, you all, and man, I look forward to seeing y'all again soon. Thank you very much. Thank you so all much. Right. Have a good night, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. you too, buddy. Bye, y'all. Take care. Oh man. That was that, so good to have him on with us tonight. So good to have him on. That was that was awesome. It's yes, always, it's like it's always nice to get someone like that's perspective. And I met, and like I say, I met him at AugustaCon, and it's like it was just awesome. And, it, and he took a picture with me too. I'm gonna post it on my Facebook page. I forgot to post it. He took a good picture with me too, and just and like, as I can see tonight, he's just a joy to talk to. Um, I gotta go to Shaw real quick. Because Shaw has a, a, a flash rant, <laughs> and I'm kind of scared to go to Shaw. And his, I'm kind of scared <laughs> to go to Shaw. And his I don't. Shaw is so soft-spoken. I don't want to hear Shaw kinda, when he rants. I'm sort of kind of scared <laughs> to go to Shaw with his flash rant, but I'm gonna let him do it, and we just have to take the fallout. Go ahead, Shaw. All right. Well, all right. So just go over real quick. This episode, the last episode, the episode before the final episode of the series. Um, we get the backstory for um, Eddie Thong becoming Cobalt Blue and all that. You know, Barry is pushed into the future by the whole gem thing. Here's my rant. Why didn't they use that for the whole season? That's a good point. Have him have all those time episodes that we had this season be because of it. Have um, Red Death be coming to um, that universe because of it, you know, instead of having Wally show up in the Arrow crossover, have him in his own episode where Barry goes to the past during like season two, season three, I mean, and you know, have something there where we can have a nice little goodbye to him and you know, a solo episode instead of having him just be a part of an episode that doesn't have anything to do with him. I mean, they could have done such a good thing with this season. By just utilizing that one aspect. I mean, facts. What I wanna what I wanna see in the future, and it's it's never, it's never ever, 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 ever gonna happen. But what I wanna see with comic book movies in the future is I want them to be more anthological. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to have to tie in. Like I want them to do a flash movie with Jay Garrick. Or a Flash movie with Wally West, or a Flash movie with Barry Allen, and and the same thing with the same thing with the Robins and Batman. Like you don't have to tie everything in. Pick a story arc, mm-hmm. and you can you can go with it. And and you know you've got with the Flash, you've got like seventy years of stories. You yeah. don't have to confine it. Um, Shaz out. Oh no, William! William left. Keep it going. Keep it going, bro. Keep going. Who's it? Who's in charge? Um. Okay. Anyway. Um. um, You are now. Um. You don't want that. Um. Anyway, I want. I want it to be more anthological, like you know, because there's so many untold stories and so many comic book arcs that are going left because they just don't tie in with you don't need to create a big picture and i think that's a lot of the problem with like the mcu i mean you watch ant-man and as someone who's collected comics for over 30 years mm-hmm. it's like you skipped the actual ant-man and you made the guy that stole his costume 
Ant Man. Like, so I mean, I, I just uh. To be fair, it kind of makes sense for the story they were telling, and um, let's just face it, um, Hank Pym is kind of a dick. Yeah, like. Yeah, but yeah, but the thing is, they changed. They changed a lot, and you could have. You could have you could have washed that storyline out. You didn't have to include it. You didn't have to include the wife beating. You didn't have to include. I mean, they washed a lot of things out. I mean, they really, really played down Stony, Tony Stark. Yeah. I mean, if it was Tony Stark in the comics in the actual Avengers, it'd be rated R. Yeah. So I mean, they they could have played it down, but um. I, what I want to see is the irredeemable Ant Man get a movie because mm-hmm. that guy was awesome. <laughs> they voted me to be in charge, and you're asking. <laughs> I, I, held, I think I held it down pretty well. I had to, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I had to step away to take care of something for my daughter. I do apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we're gonna, gonna we're gonna go ahead and get on out of here again, real quick. Congratulations to my, to our girl Diamond from graduating. Okay. Congratulations, Diamond. Well, uh, congratulations I, I, I was I was working all day. I worked a twelve hour shift. I saw that in passing. Where did she graduate from? Can you elaborate? Because I, I didn't get she to didn't type say. anything. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know it was from high school or college. I wasn't sure. She said she was graduating. Yeah, so, I think it's college. I don't know. I think it might have been college. So, well, well, regardless, congratulations to you, Diamond. I would have yeah. said it earlier, but I was jamming out to the four tops. Ambrose, <laughs> if she would have let her know some, Ambrose might have got your free pizza. You never know. Yeah. You, never know. you never know. You never know. for a piece of <laughs> um, um, I didn't get a chance to ask everybody. Um, hmm. uh, and I put it up in the chat. I'm going to ask this question and we're going to go. Um, I don't know if you saw it in the chat or not. I asked earlier, um, and I wanted to know from you guys in person, who has the better female superheroes, DC or Marvel? I voted on that. Okay. I saw you him vote on And that. I was the one that actually added the Brie Larson is all you need <laughs> option. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't see that part. <laughs> I think you said Brie Larson is all you need or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I have... I have a movie that everybody will enjoy with Brie Larson just being in a coma. They just need to reboot Rogue. She takes Captain Marvel's powers and then helps start reboot the X-Men franchise. And then she's just in her coma. It'll be why, don't, why don't they just make her Bruce Wayne's mom? <laughs> just rename her Martha and that's it. Right? Damn. Damn. Martha. Um, Martha. Um, but, uh, I will say, I think it's kind of split because DC did the better female superheroes. Mm-hmm. Marvel as a whole handled minorities better. Yeah. 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 But, but DC had the better superheroes. Marvel was inexplicably behind the times with the exception of Black Widow, but they didn't yeah. really have... There were no leading... DC had Wonder Woman and they had a couple others and Marvel kind of didn't have a leading female comic book character for a long time. Yeah, it's more teams. But see, like, I didn't grow up reading comics. I grew up reading manga and stuff. So I saw more (laughs) female Marvel characters when watching cartoons than DC because they didn't have very many DC. Well, clearly, obviously, Jason knows it's fun to draw boobs. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, so I would, that, to me, I would stick with Marvel for that reason alone because that's what I grew up with. I mean, Marvel had some great female characters, but I'd say DC yeah. covered it better. Yeah. I mean, I put this poll up um, earlier and um, Amber Only 1% voted, voted for Brie Larson. It was probably. It was probably <laughs> no. I, I removed my vote and voted for. Oh, did you? Yeah, I didn't. Even, I didn't vote for that. <laughs> oh my goodness! It's probably <laughs> it's probably Brie Larson. <laughs> I like me. <laughs> I think that I think DC female heroes might be more popular, but because the way they're portrayed, but. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget, Marvel got some, they got some heavy hitters too on the female side. You know, mm -hmm. we're talking about Black Widow, we're talking about Spider Woman, um, we're talking about She Hulk. I mean, as much as we yeah. hate the series, by the way, how did, how did She Hulk, one, that show was terrible and it never happened, but say a She Hulk series did happen, how would it beat Spider Woman to the, to the screen? Because Spider Woman needs some love. Mm -hmm. She does. Well, yeah, I'm not really that's our cartoon, though. I love that cartoon. I grew up on that cartoon, and like cartoon. that was one of the first superhero mm -hmm. cartoons I had my daughter watch, and she really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. It was it's yeah. on Disney Plus, so it is, it is. And, and, well, and if you and if you go bring that to live action, it's got to be Jessica Drew. I yeah. mean, it's got to be Jessica Drew. And I think what it what it boils down to is, I think Stan Lee just did a lot of cocaine, and you can tell when the cocaine. <laughs> Like, honestly, you could tell when the cocaine was at his peak. Like, you're looking at it, and it's like, okay, you have a character that can manipulate light, and her weapon is a disc disco dazzler. That's what you're going with, Stan? We really don't? Okay. Um, I make Jean jealous, because apparently Scott liked her. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started on Scott Summers. Don't get me started. Wait, Scott Summers liked disco dazzler? And no. the cartoon, yeah. The like, cartoon she did. Gene thought he, he was like hitting on her. <laughs> man, but man, forget. And <laughs> Scott if, Summers is the biggest set in comic book history. But uh, are you the, sure I, that's I, not I, Logan? If, <laughs> if, 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 Logan could be up there too. Logan, maybe could be Logan up there yeah. Too. If Scott Summers was my was dad, I would join Magneto. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Bump that, man. Um, all right, let's go around the room real quick. Um, if you want to be in on this poll, you can head on over to um, our Facebook group, uh, Geek Out the Geek Out the Podcast. If you can see that over on Facebook, um, check it out. Join, join us. Be a member. Um, you can chime in on polls like this. Um, I do death battles sometimes, so you know. Um, definitely check it out. Let's go around the room so that everybody's got coming up. Janae, what you got coming up this week? Um, just reposting my challenge from two years ago um, for Instagram. It's at J-E-L-E-I-X-N-B. And I just finished another um, project and hopefully get that sent out soon and posted after I'm done. And then going on to my next big one. All right, Amber. Really, really. Um, 
I've honestly been sidetracked. I had a couple of personal issues happen this week, so I uh, I didn't really get to get stuff done. But I'm gonna have a couple of pieces ready this week. I'm writing on um the future at Disney because it looks pretty abysmal, and I'm uh, I'm actually will be attending in June. I will be attending Awesome Con, uh, the Mid Atlantic's biggest comic book convention. Going to be a lot of great guests there. It's Star Wars heavy this year. So <laughs> Ashley, Ashley Eckstein, Matt Lanner, Billy D. Williams, um, a, as William would say, a cast of thousands. Uh, yes, so yes. if you if you live in the Washington D.C. Baltimore area, get yourself a ticket to Awesome Con. It's going to be a great time. I'm going to write a preview piece up. I'm probably going to have it up by the middle of the week. So what you got going on this week, buddy? Um, I'm just competing in the Master Duel WQC, and that's it. You know, that's all. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I'm over here disappointed that Pokemon Home got pushed back yet, yet again. So I'm disappointed in that. I'm going to be playing some Duel Links um, and get on some of these emulators. I am trying to go back to today to play the Xbox 360 game, DC versus Mortal Kombat. I'm trying to go back to the day to play that. I loved it back then, and I and I want to go back and play it. Uh, so I'm gonna try to find an emulator and go from there, and just tearing it out for this week. So that's what I'll be doing. Um, all right. If there is nothing else, um, oh, I might be seeing. I forgot. I might be seeing the Mario movie tomorrow with the kids. Oh, for- awesome! Cool. I'm not gonna spoil it. I watched it. I loved it. Really good. And they put Mario. Yeah, they they put they put just enough in for fan service, and they left just enough out so you want a sequel. That's all. That's all I'll say. It it was really good. I loved it. It's me, Mario. My fireball. Um, but he says, "Mama Mia." A disturbing amount of time. Mama Mia. No accent. That's gonna be horrible. Mama Mia. All right, let's go ahead. Oh, let's go ahead and get on out of here, guys. If there is nothing else, uh, again, thank you to our guest, Jason Conley. We do appreciate you coming through. We do appreciate that. Hope to have you have you back on the show again real, real soon. Um, shout out to Kat. She's also sick. Uh, so shout out to her. Uh, getting better. Hopefully she'll be back with us next week. Hopefully Dom will be done partying. She might party all week long. So <laughs> Cat, if you're watching, I behaved. There wasn't one f bomb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. If there is nothing else, thank you for joining us here on the Get Got the Podcast. We'll see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Everybody here, have a great week. We'll see you Saturday. Have a good one, guys. Peace. Take care. Later.